Hello and welcome to Strictly Game Boy, the podcast with that olive green tint. I'm your host, Clay Howard, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you? Ah, you scared me. Boo. I'm, I am well. How are you? I'm good. I've been working on my British accent in preparation for today's episode. I, I didn't notice. Wimgadium Leviosa. Swish and flick. Swish and flick. Awesome. Well, Brian, are you, are you doing pretty good, man? Are you, oh, are you oh, doing yeah. well? Um, we're talking about my favorite series. Of course I'm doing well. Yes, yes. you're the beloved series that I you I am the know biggest lo- Harvey uh, Plotter fan. I thought you were going to say Harvey Weinstein. I was like, whoa. No, no, that's that's not funny. It's not? No. This is at least funny to me. Agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, on, on that note, I, I assume we should probably just get into this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen of the listeners at home, today we are talking about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Here we go. Very good. So guys, today, as I mentioned, we are taking a look at Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. For the Game Boy Color. For the Game Boy Color, yes. Because there's like 35 of versions of this right. game. There were no Harry Potter games on the original Game Boy, but there were on the uh, on the old Game Boy Color. So, Brian, why don't you uh, take a little bit here and uh, tell us more about this game and the developers and all that fun stuff. Alright, um, so this game was developed by Griptonite. That's the name of the development team. I guess they they were owned, they were like one of three teams that worked for Amaze Entertainment, which is basically, they were just a licensed house. Um, I'm pretty sure I played a really crappy uh, Game Boy Advanced Attack of the Clones game, uh, Star Wars game made by Amaze Entertainment or something like that when I was much younger. But uh, they were originally, I think it was founded, uh, Amaze Entertainment was founded in 94, known, uh, uh, or they were acquired by No Wonder Inc. and then eventually changed their name to Amaze, and then they were bought by someone else. And then sold off to someone else, and there's still kind of a na- uh, like around. I think the name Griptonite still gets used, if only for nostalgia purposes. Yeah. Just because they have a name of a studio that's basically made like a hundred different games or something like that, hmm. or maybe Amaze is, is in charge of a hundred different games. I don't know if Griptonite made a hundred different games, but um, yeah, they yeah, like I said, basically just made a bunch of licensed stuff. Um, this particular version came out in November, uh, November 5th, 2002. Um, one notable thing is that Amaze was in charge of, or Griptonite was in charge of, uh, as far as, uh, what is it? Sorcerer's Stone, the first one. Right. They made both the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance version. And then for Chamber of Secrets, the Game Boy Advance was given to someone else and they were only in charge of the Game Boy Color one. Uh, when the Prisoner of Azkaban came out later, 
Grips Knight did the GBA version. Um, so I don't know if there was, if like that had strained them too much or they just didn't like their work right. or something. It doesn't sound like it because then they ended up giving the GBA version of uh, Azkaban to them. So I, I don't know what the what the reasoning was for limiting their focus, but uh, it, it might be just they were able to put more stuff into this because this game has more playable characters. The first one was you only you could only play as Harry. Now that now you can play as uh, Ron and Hermione and a couple other people. But um, yeah, I, I thought I found that interesting though. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is definitely an original game. Um, Kind of. Yeah. It, I mean, it is and it isn't, I guess. I mean, it's, you know, it's a licensed property. There are, like, there's a, a version of this game on pretty much any sustaining platform. Like, you know, there's no um, Neo Geo Pocket Color version of it, but the Neo Geo Pocket Color died a couple years earlier, so maybe that's not a good example. But, but um, yeah, I mean, you got, you got GBA, GBC, GameCube. Microsoft Windows, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Xbox, and OSX. Yeah, OSX too, All, which came out a little bit later than right. the other ones, but still, OSX got a version of this game. So, but all so all those consoles got Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets games. The game in but, name only. But yeah, but not not this game that we're talking about today. Yeah, so. um, this is also the last game to be published in North America on the Game Boy itself. You could you know you could say it's the Game Boy Color, but it's the Game Boy line, uh, you know, original Game Boy line. So right um, after this, it's all GBA, you know, from here on out. Pro- probably for the best. Um, one thing worth mentioning. I don't. I don't know if we were going to talk about this later. Um, the the first one uh, is maybe not as highly regarded or uh, from the. Because I've never played the first one. I don't think you have either. No. Um, it seems like a lot of people think the this one, the sequel, you know, mm-hmm. is much better. Yeah. And um, they made improvements to it. Uh, I mean, the game even tells you that it made improvements. At some point in the beginning, Dumbledore walks up to you and says, Hey, we've, uh, we've done some renovations to Hogwarts since you last left. We added maps to every floor, which apparently pissed a lot of people off. Right, but uh, those maps don't really tell you anything other than what floor you're on, which pre- is helpful. Vague. It's helpful, yeah. But, but they're still extremely. Vague. Shows you where the rooms are and the staircases are. It doesn't tell you what room is, what whose classroom it is. If you've never played this game before, uh, you will wander around for a while, just stumbling into each classroom, all of which have bad guys in them, except for the class that you were supposed to be in. Yeah, so, interesting. Um. But yeah, I mean, we assume the first game was probably a bit more of a rush job. We don't know that for a fact, but um, it definitely feels like this was the better of, of the two. I know I already said that, but... Especially um, when they knew, they probably knew this game was coming. Right. So, you know, whereas before, like, let's capitalize on this Harry Potter craze. Um, I'm not sure when the uh, Sorcerer's Stone came out in... Um, in regards to the film coming out, but um, who knows how much time they had on that. This time they knew it was coming. They probably started development as the other one was winding down. Right. So, Yeah, and that was probably nice because they had the 
books to draw off, but yeah, we'll get to that later. I don't. I'm, try, I'm not trying not to get ahead here. Um, one little bit of trivia, I guess. One thing worth noting that makes this this game, uh, I guess, a little bit unique outside of what it already is. This was the last game to be uh, published and distributed and playable on the Game Boy slash Game Boy Color. I thought I'd... Uh, in North America. I thought I'd give you like a bit of a leeway and just see where you're going with it before I called you out for saying what I said three minutes ago. You already said that? Yeah. Well, Come on, Byron. Get with it. Clearly, you didn't leave a lasting impression. <laughs> Uh, I think I just thought I'd do a much better uh -huh. job with it. All right, so. all right. I, I think he did. I got yeah. some warm, tingly feelings going up my spine when you were speaking. So there's not many yeah. games that I know what what game, or there's not many consoles I know that this is the last game that came out for it. Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three for the N64 is the only other one I know. Mm -hmm. Do you know and, any? Um, not off the top of my head. Yeah, I bet you if you sat and thought about it. And and then other than that, you know, other than that distinction, it really doesn't mean much. They're not more like valuable or people like, oh, I gotta have the last game. Just, which it's just kind of a cool little thing. Which is interesting because usually later games and consoles' lives make them more rare, maybe less produced, yeah, and less uh, manufactured. They're right, just, they're, you know, just not as many of them. But I don't think there's a scarcity for this game. So okay, they must have made enough of them. Uh, I know that the GBA issue. version sold incredibly well, as well as the uh, the PS2 version. Um, the other thing that we're not getting into here is that uh, while there are many different versions of this game, most of them are very different. I assume the consoles are like mirror each other. Um, probably the only difference is graphical capabilities. Um, I'm sure, the PS2 one looks like garbage, but more people bought and uh, but. The Game Boy Color one is completely different from all the others. It is a turn-based RPG. Yeah. Um, in fact, when when you booted it up just for like the heck of it, I was like, oh, I'll just see what this Harry Potter game's like, and started getting into it, and you got into your first battle, and I was like, wait, is this an RPG? And I immediately booted the game up. I was like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, we need to talk about this. I had no idea this game was an RPG. Yeah, me either. I've seen it, you know plenty of times over the years like just the, the box art and stuff like that so yeah that that's really my only history with it was just scrolling through and i'm like oh harry potter games and somehow i like skipped uh the chamber of secrets and went straight for this one uh not really intentionally and then i was like oh or we skip sorcerer's stone <laughs> what did i say chamber of secrets gosh i am not on it you, today yeah 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 i skipped uh philosopher's stone and went straight for chamber of secrets man, 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 look how cultured i am and then i was like oh this is the second one. Oops. And then I was like, oh, maybe we should do the first one first, like go in order. Yeah, we looked into it, and uh, in the first one, you only play as Harry. Right. So. And then we're like, ah, oh, maybe we should just do the better of the two and not worry about doing both of them at some point. Yeah. Um, so it worked out. I think by that point, we were already kind of attached to this one. So. Yeah. Unless there's uh, some sort of uprising among amongst our fans or listeners or something like that. Right. I, I don't see us going and playing that one probably not but you never know uh actually yesterday i was down in my basement uh cleaning up and packing up and i noticed that i actually have the first one down there i don't think i have i don't think i have this one but huh. I, I have the sorcerer's stone one down there i think somebody gave it to me or traded it to me or something uh one other thing i wanted to point out here interesting fact you may not know about this game it was actually the last game released on the game boy color 
it hold for you know soundboard laughter. It's not coming. <laughs> Don't lose your shorts, dude. We'll be back after this. Do it. <laughs> all right well there is our commercial for the week uh definitely not the best one to just listen to unless in you're unless you're like into sick beats because oh that was the sickest that is one of the illest beats i, we, I, I think we should say baddest the baddest Considering this is like a late 80s early 90s commercial so bad so bad but just much like the power glove so bad um but if you are actually watching it on youtube it's actually really cool um, and I mean, maybe we could do our best to kind of explain what I mean, we've seen here. It's but. somewhere, it's like a cross somewhere between like a Terry Gilliam, uh, animation, like from like the Monty Python, uh, flying circus. Yeah. And then totally. every internet meme ever where you put a game or you put something in someone's hand in a picture like, Oh, I'm holding up this. Right. Isn't it so weird that a black and white photo has like. I don't know, something color, you know, some right. Game Boy holding it up. And then um, there's like some, yeah, so it's just a bunch of like fast, boom, boom, boom. Here's a thing. Here's a thing. Pop culture, pop culture. There's a black art. and white movie with two guys. Instead, they're playing poker in the Old West, but instead of their cards, they're holding Game Boys. And that's only on the screen for half a second. And then right. we move on to something else. And there's like one with like ketchup and mustard, but mm-hmm. there's a Game Boy on it. Uh, somebody in a room full of cone heads. Yeah. Uh, somebody in a photo booth posing with their Game Boy. It's just like real fast pace. Honestly, it's aged a lot better than some of these other. Oh, yeah. Have, oh, yeah. Have um, maybe geared towards a slightly older audience. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's aged better, but you still have like a statue of Chairman Mao holding up a Game Boy. So, you know, right. there's there's still references that some people might get. But you don't need to get it, like yeah. To it's just a statue, right? Um, there's one shot in particular that really stands out from the rest. Brian, do you happen to know uh, which one it is? That I'm is thinking? it the one with the lady in the bikini bottoms with like <laughs> fifteen Game Boy carts crammed it, and just kind of like sticking out? <laughs> and it, like uh, maybe it's a fashion statement, or maybe she has like thirty more in there, and these are just like like bursting to get out <laughs> she, had to, she had to take her her games to the to the pool or to the beach and, and she, she was had like, she hadn't bought a carrying case yet like, where so. am i gonna put all my games and they're just literally like bursting out of her bikini bottom yeah piece. there's, there's also a, 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 a cartoonishly fat elvis who yeah he'd, he'd been random. dead like for over a decade at this point um <laughs> Uh, Mar- a cartoon version of Mario yeah, playing, which playing, feels you know. very out of place out well, of he, the rest of it. At this point, he's the biggest thing in the entire world. More kids recognize Mario than they do Mickey Mouse in the late '80s. At that point, yes, yes. There, there was a, there's a, there's a, a study, or a study, a poll, or whatever that is very famous. I often remember referenced. that, but I don't remember it being that early. Yeah, it, it was pretty early on. 
They were taking over the world, Clay. Yeah. I I, I figured it'd be more in, into the 90s that that would creep up. But uh, regardless, not a bad commercial. Probably one of the less cringy that we've seen Yeah, no, no. Far. I like, actually can enjoy this one for probably the reasons that it should be enjoyed instead of some of the other ones. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, any any last thoughts or comments on the commercial? Um, you can play anywhere, man. Yeah, you can play anywhere, man. Even in the outhouse. That's right. Getting back to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, we are going to start off our gameplay discussion by taking a look at the story. Now, we're not going to go overly uh, in-depth here. Yeah, no Uh, spoilers. I'm going to assume if you're listening, you've hopefully seen the movies. If not, at the very least, um, read the books or one or the other. Whatever. So, Um, So, Harvey... Rob and uh, Hermie, yeah, they're they're our main Hermimi, uh, Hermimi, yeah. yeah, they're our main characters. They're they're all dwarves, and um, there's the One Ring, and I love you, Jess. No, no, here, <laughs> yeah. So if you can't pick up what what Brian's doing here, he, you're not the biggest Harry Potter fan. You've seen almost all of the movies, yeah, except I for mean, the last one, yeah. And for I, some I like reason. them. I like them just okay. fine. Never read the books. No. Okay. So I've read most of the books and definitely seen all the movies multiple times. So I consider myself to be a big Harry Potter fan. Brian, maybe not so much, but he likes to... I respect uh, them. He does, and he enjoys comically uh, reaccounting them uh, incorrectly. Or yeah, no. Close uh, to uh, I have a friend who uh, hates it when I do that. So, I, of course, I do it every time I, and every chance I get. Um, but what, no, no, I respect... I respect the narrative that J.K. Rowling has created. I think I think they're very interesting, and I've just never sat down and read them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, for those of you who have seen or read the books or the movies, this game—I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, Brian. I can't remember because I wasn't paying attention. Uh, this <laughs> this game is more based on the books than the games themselves. <laughs> The movies themselves. Man, I am, like, not with it today. Um, So, you'll notice as you start playing through, there are things in this game that aren't in the movie, but are from the book. And uh, a lot of the art style is not necessarily in line with the movies, which is totally fine. It's not a bad thing. Um, It's not really an an issue to me. No, in fact, I actually think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I mean... There's been times where games have done that, and I don't think it works well. Uh, Lord of the Rings comes to mind for me. Uh, they around the time the movies came out, they put out a Fellowship of the Ring game for like Xbox and stuff. Yeah, and oh my gosh, that was before was EA like, got the uh, the license, right? And it was unbearable. Like I tr- I I owned it, and it was just it was bad. <laughs> it didn't help that it wasn't a good game. But, yeah. Um, How many hours did you have to spend with Tom Bombadil? Yeah, right. It's like, can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I just remember being really frustrated with the game. And I think just the art style was kind of off-putting. Um, but I feel like this game, the art style is close enough to what you see in the movie 
or just the movie is that close to the way the book has it that it doesn't feel totally out of place. Plus, you're working with a Game Boy Color that has restrictions, so when you're looking at this pixelated picture of Harry, you're like, uh, it kind of looks like Daniel Radcliffe, so uh, I'm a kid. I don't know any better. Yeah, like I, I think it, if you played this as a kid, you probably could be forgiven for not realizing that this wasn't part of the movie. Like, the, the, they're, they're Game Boy Color sprites, you know? Right. Severus sort of looks like Alan Rickman's Severus, but... Then again, Alan Rickman's Severus looks like the way he was described in the book, presumably. So, yeah, the game, the game's version going off the book, looks like Alan Rickman's Severus. So, yeah. Uh, in fact, starting out playing it, like I wasn't really having any issues. And I don't think it was until I met. You get to Ron's house and you meet his parents, uh, the Weasley parents, that I was like, whoa, they this doesn't look. Like yeah. the movie. And it was at that point, it was a little more obvious. But really, up until that point, I, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, it's from the movie. Um, so I'm not sure if they didn't have permission from the movie to draw from that, or if they just found it easier to use the sources from the the books um, so that they could get a, a quicker start on it. Yeah, because Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers has their own um, game production arm. But they don't have the license to produce the games, which I don't know the story behind that. That would have been interesting to look into. Yeah. I should have done that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know whether it, if it just costs more money to do it, because there are presumably other Harry Potter games based on the movie movie likenesses. Maybe right. they just didn't feel they had to do that for a lot of these games. Uh, or maybe you know they also wanted to cover more of what the book covered than things that the yeah. movies leave out. Yeah. So basically, yeah, coming back around to story here, it's pretty much really I I mean, I didn't play the entire game uh because it is a long game. Um but yeah, nor did I. Yeah. And I got about halfway through the game. Everything um, we played like it didn't feel like they were this was not like a let's move quickly through this. It was like, oh, we're hitting everything, mm-hmm. and some of it we're probably sticking on longer than we need to. Yeah. Like uh for instance, nearly headless Nick's uh, death day party um, that's something that you go to and that's something explored in the book but not in the movie and so it, it feels really thorough like I, I feel like they could have skipped certain things to make it just work better uh, as a game and they didn't and then there are certain things like you go down to Gringotts at the beginning to get your money and then you end up spending time there, you know, fighting bad guys and to find your, your cell. So there's certain things where they are like, all right, how can we extend this out a little bit longer? How can we make this more of a tutorial or whatnot? So you actually th- spend a lot of time in Diagon Alley. There's a lot to do there. I know. I felt like I had spent over an hour, maybe even longer, and I wasn't even at Hogwarts. And I was like, man. And it just depends how you play an RPG. If you want to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, walking around and trying to level up and, mm-hmm. and grinding and all that. But uh, still, yeah, it's just, it felt very thorough. Uh, and they weren't really skipping over a whole lot, which some of the movies felt that way after reading the books. But regardless, if you don't know Harry Potter, this is the second one, uh, second year for Harry Potter as he goes back. Uh, this is where Dobby shows up and is trying to keep him from going back and people start getting, uh, not killed, but terrorized. And, um, there's something in the walls. Harry's hearing noises there. It's a big, long story. And then basically at the end, Harry Potter, uh, figures out how to open the chamber of secrets within, uh, Hogwarts. So 
Hooray. I'm not going to go much more into the story than that. So you you get the idea. Um, Brian, can yeah. you, uh, moving on from story, let's let's go ahead and talk about the gameplay, maybe the levels or just uh, however you want to go about this. Yeah. Um, it, just explain a little bit. As far bit as levels, um, it's mostly just Hogwarts and the school ground. So you, you do have like, uh, like Hagrid's got his place outside of Hogwarts. You go there a few times. Um, there are uh, the what Quidditch field, the Quidditch pitch. I don't know if they call it that too there, but uh, but mostly you spend a lot of time in Hogwarts, going up and down the stairs, talking to people, delivering things, doing fetch quests. Yay, and fetch whatnot. quests! Yeah, uh, most you know, most of the uh, um, the story beats they they are very detailed, like you said, right? Um, but each time you usually have to do something while you're there. Sometimes it's in the form of, hey, go out, uh, like with the, um, what are the, the mandrakes? Yes. You have to, you know, they, they get away and you have to capture them. And that is walking through like a maze garden, uh, fighting four of them and then fighting the big one and then going back and saying, hey, I got all of the mandrakes back. It's a lot of stuff like that. Or there will be like a mini game. Um, so like, Quidditch is a mini game. You yes. go to practice, and then you leave and do something else. And then I went right back to practice after that. And both times it was catching the golden snitch. First time took me a minute. Second time took me five seconds. Um, yeah, the mini games are a little underwhelming. Uh, the first one you play, you're throwing. I actually really like that one. Throwing was it gnomes? Or... Yes, gnomes oh. out of the garden, out of uh, yeah, Ron's, Ron's garden. I did not like it because I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't I like, either. Dumb. But I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and I like if I if they had given me one more throw, I would have done a really good job. And then you can, all of these mini games, you can go back to the main menu and then right. play them. There is an option for mini game. I assume you have to uh, have played it first, but right. And then also, uh, once you miss the Hogwarts Express, you get to jump in Ron's parents' car and you fly. And that's a mini game. That's a mini game. You so. Fly through the like smoke rings of the train, or just rings in general i don't remember there's smoke rings for some okay. for some reason that makes you faster yeah, yeah, but i don't know I, the mini games are okay it's a good change of pace it breaks up mm -hmm. the the top down rpg feel of the whole game and so i don't i don't dislike it it uh i don't know it, it almost would have just felt better if they would have just put those on the main menu and not had them be a part of it at all but or uh, not a part of the main game i mean yeah. but Whatever. I ended up. Uh, I liked the uh, the bowling one. I thought that was yeah. Fun. It was. I mean, it's it's simple bowling. It's anything you you know. If you ever had a flip phone back in the day and had a dumb bowling game on it, it's the exact same thing basically. Right. Um, but it has skulls. Yeah. Oh, skulls and you knock bones over. Yeah. Uh, I got a one fifty five, so I was pretty nice. proud of myself. But it's cool. Like if you're playing Harry Potter and you're like, oh, I'm kind of bored with. I don't know where to go. I'm just gonna go play some bowling. Yeah. Like that's nice. It's neat that you can get to them from the main menu and you don't you don't have to like start the game over to get to it or something stupid. So. It might be even. Uh, I this total speculation. It might even be like a link cable option to play against your yeah, friend and something know. but you know i don't know it's a good question i know that there is a link cable uh functionality no. to trade cards ir like sensor no link well cable. but you can use a link cable uh i when i was reading about it earlier like okay. it does have that that capability but you're right we i kind of stumbled across that was and i know we're getting ahead of the card thing but yeah you could like trade 
trade with other players. So there is some kind of mm-hmm. uh, two-player compatibility with, with doing things, but uh, we should probably explain what the cards are, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, we said it earlier, this is an RPG. Like, straight-up, turn-based RPG. Uh, you start off with just Harry, but you're, you know Ron joins the party shortly thereafter because you go to his house. Um, and eventually, Hermione will join the party. Also, at some point, uh, Gilderoy, Lockhart, and then Fox uh, will be in your party. Fox is only in it, like, at the very end of the game. Yeah. But I think Gilderoy, I don't know if it's just, like, one section of the game where he's there. Um, yeah, I think but it's I, just toward the end, too. The um, uh, one nice thing is the battles aren't random. If you don't want to fight something, uh, you That's know, they, true. They, the, the bad guys will spawn in and out of existence as, like, little magical clouds. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to battle them, walk up, get into a battle. If you are like me and you've been looking for a specific classroom for 15 minutes and you don't want to fight anymore and you just want to get to the classroom, then you just walk around it. Everything's yeah, you know, which is cool. nice. I appreciate that. Um, I I haven't found myself too. I never found myself too under leveled to do something. Um, and I did. If I was. Uh, um, yeah, because I remember that for you, you couldn't beat something. Yeah, I was in Gringotts, and I kept getting destroyed by this uh, knight and armor thing. Armor yeah, I ended knight. up using uh, one of the cards that we were mentioning earlier to to take him out, but you didn't have the same cards that I did or something right. like that. So yep. you, weren't, you didn't have access to that combo. Um, in a battle, you have a few different, a couple different options for attacking. Uh, everyone has the ability to use spells, and they have the same nine spells. Um, each spell has different intensities that you unlock by leveling up. So you start off with the lowest form of maybe a couple different spells, and then you'll level up, and you'll get the lowest form of one you don't have, and then and then so on like that. Eventually, you will unlock the second form, which costs more magic power but is stronger. Yada, yada, yada. It's an RPG. Uh, everyone has access to the same spells, I think, or at least their so. their spots are on there. Maybe you know, maybe Ron can't do Expelliarmus right. or something. He couldn't do the one where you research a character, Only right? Harry yeah, he, do he doesn't. Uh, I think Hermione can as well, okay, because she's a bookworm. So right, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that's the other big thing is that uh, Informius or Informus or whatever it is. Yeah, um, this game comes with a or your character Harry has a book of every bad guy in the game it fills in when you see them and then you want to use informioso <laughs> to identify what they are weak against and what they are resistant to and it will show you a picture of the spell it's and a so, pokedex yeah it kind of yes but you have uh, to use an actual move in combat to get that information right so you have to take take a turn but once you've so i mean as long as you're diligent and investigating each monster the first time you see it you will have a full decks that you can look at and uh it's called like a a folio yeah something like that a lot of weird like yeah i wonder if they made that one up or if that word actually appears in one of the books at some yeah, point I don't know. but that's a good question um yeah so you want to you want to be doing that because it does end up helping um uh 
Harry, on the other hand, his secondary thing is he can use his famous witches and wizard cards that you collect from like meeting certain requirements, uh, doing story missions, uh, just poking around the levels, like clicking, you know, basically just walking up to everything and clicking A on it. Uh, uh, and, you know, sometimes they're hiding in bookshelves, statues, you know, literally anything. Right. I was, I was that's another thing that took me so long playing through this game was I was just walking up to every single thing in the game trying to get cards. Uh, it didn't end up helping me out too much. Um, I was hoping, like, I wasn't using the his card combos because you need you need like three of them to do an attack or uh, heal your you know heal the party or uh, there's one that was like Harry is regen's health every time he gets hit um, and while I had collected act like you know I guess the recipe to each of these moves as I was going along I didn't necessarily have the cards I don't know how you get the cards other than I should be the one person who has all of these because I clicked on everything in this game. Got so many different cards, but apparently I wasn't, you know, getting the right ones or getting enough. Maybe I have to go trade them. I don't know. I don't know if the, maybe just the game didn't do a good job of explaining that. They tried to tell me, hey, go up to the fifth floor and hang out with the card guy and get new combos and do that. Um, that's one of the other new things that Dumbledore tells you is that, hey, you don't have to go to the card collector's club room anymore to do trades with your friend on his Game Boy Color. Mm. You can do that anywhere in the game. So Wow. That's so cool. Um couple we should probably mention a couple enemies in this game, at least on the front half, because there are some interesting choices for enemy types. <laughs> in Ron's house you mean? Yes, specifically Ron's house. Uh what is there? Is it a toaster? Yeah, the, the crank egg beater. Yes, the evil old school egg beater. Is there a, a vacuum? Vacuum, or is, yeah. Is that a thing? Okay. Yeah. And then eventually they, they start to get better. You get bats and some some rats. You get like like oh, like t turtles with horns on their like shell, like all over their shells. Yeah, because everyone hates those Hogwarts turtles that attack. Yeah, that hang out in the library or every room right and so uh, i and i'm sure in like the later levels they're probably a little more spectacular but uh definitely a lot of, on the, a lot of knights of different of varying right. uh armor color which makes sense because you're in a castle that that i get um so yeah and then they have different there's a different amount obviously that you fight sometimes you just fight one enemy sometimes there's multiple uh so having multiple teammates with you is very important uh if you get defeated in battle it takes you back to a, a healing area where you respawn and you go from there uh so throughout battle obviously you're looking at your health and you're looking at your magic points uh which is how many you know spells different spells uh more magic points you know pretty straightforward but yeah um there's different things you can do to increase and bring back your your magic points there's potions you can drink that you find throughout and uh, there's different like assist movements too. maybe hit on that real quick. Um, you mean as far as like Ron and Hermione go? Right. So, so yeah, like instead of the, uh, famous wizards and witches cards, of course. uh, wizards of the coast cards, um, uh, Ron uses scabbers as a little rat. Uh, he has, I think five different levels of scabbers attacks that he unlocks over the course of the game. Um, or as he levels up, uh, but th for the most part, uh, they're used to stun 
or debuff enemies or both. Um, I think some of the stun ones actually do a little bit of damage, but not not too much. Uh, Hermione's uh, secondary thing is a lecture subset that uh, most of them will buff the party, grant or like give you extra XP. Like she tells you like study harder or something like that right. is one of them. So you'll get more experience points at the end of a battle should you survive. Um, depending on the situation though, as far as battle is concerned, you can fainting in battle will leave you with one stamina point if only one party member faints. Uh, if you get a complete uh, faint, if everybody in your party faints, you will wake up in the uh, nurse's room with full health, full magic points. They're right. called stamina points in this. I thought it was magic points. Well, health is health. HP. It's not HP or hit points. It's stamina points. Okay. Um, stamina. Stamina. Uh, the other thing is uh, when you were talking about the items, uh, you don't get many of them. Uh, this game also has a problem with giving you enough money to buy stuff. Uh, you can sit there and grind if you want, but I tended not to grind because the best way to heal your party is to like level up. Because once you level up, everything refills again. So right. you could be sitting there going like, "Oh, I'm hurting. Oh, Harry's about to like he can't even do anymore. He can't cast any more spells." But hopefully by the end of this battle, he'll level up because he hasn't leveled up in a little while. So if I just uh, luckily he has one spell that everyone has one spell that costs zero to cast. So if if you're like in dire straits, you can just sit there and like whittle them down a little bit and hope that you'll level up by the end of it. Uh, I did get into a situation once where I decided, okay, I'm going to spend what precious little potions and items I have to get everybody's health and, and MP back up. And then the very next battle I leveled up. And so dang, I wasted all of those, all of those precious items. Yeah. That's kind of a bummer. Um, um, anything, I, anything else? Uh, like when you have Lockhart, he, his little secondary thing is he gives an autograph cause he is full, full of himself. himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, nice. uh, that, that also acts to stun enemies. Um, and I'm not sure. Uh, Fox has a move that uh, that uh, the walkthrough that I looked at, which was probably written years and years and years ago, uh, that said, just use this move. It's his little secondary thing. Right. It will do massive damage. Don't do anything but do that. Nice. Don't don't do anything but use that move when you're fighting with him. So, yeah, I guess the last thing I want to say about this is I just like that they came up with unique things for each character that makes them unique and you know you want to have them on your team and so um because they can do this specific thing i think rather than just making these very generic teammates they did a lot to kind of play off their strengths and weaknesses their characteristics uh one thing that we've talked about multiple times that is kind of funny and i i kind of appreciate but it's really annoying oh too, yes of course is, is ron uh, for those of you who know in in the movie and book once you hit the Whomping Willow and crash into it with the car, Ron's wand breaks. And so throughout the, the rest of their adventure, uh, at least for this one, um, his wand just like keeps backfiring and not working right. Yeah, it's almost like uh, if Confusion in the Pokemon games had a really, really, really low dice roll of happening... You know, you hurt yourself in Confusion. So Ron, uh, very rarely, it's like maybe you... you 
you know, roll like a critical failure. You roll a one on a 20-sided die, and Ron hits himself in the face with whatever he was doing. Right. Which is super annoying, but yes. like... <laughs> I, I just appreciate that they added that little yeah. thing where it's like, oh, every now and then Ron might hurt himself because his wand's busted. Like, yeah. I just I like those little details and I appreciate that they did that. It it shows how much like care they put into making this as close to the source material as possible. Definitely. Are you good to move on to visuals? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's much to say. Like, it actually does look pretty good for a Game Boy Color game. Um. However, they're like uh, some of the animations that are a bit odd. Um, at the end, you are like you know at the end of a, a battle uh, when you win, you're kind of sitting there wiggling your wand around. Uh, I don't think the wand are uh, you know it, I don't think they're made of rubber, oh, but they yeah. just kind of they just kind of flop there, <laughs> and it it looks a little. Uh, no, that's not when you win. That's when uh, you're just in battle. So every time you're in battle, you sit there and you're just kind of like flopping your wand your pink wand around or something i don't know maybe it's they're they're holding their finger out or something or something else i don't know right um yeah we we mentioned before that the art style is not based on the movie property but you know it it might as well be the same thing um there's not enough detail in a game boy color game to really say too much about it one way or the other um there aren't really good animations for uh you know in the battles there's nothing special about those um yeah i don't know like it's for the last game boy color game you think like maybe this is maybe the best it ever got but um i don't know the, the sprites are small it's you know compared to the screen even though the screen itself is small uh, i you know I, I don't really know what more to say about the visuals themselves they're yeah it, it's probably the best they could possibly do I have some thoughts, um, just a couple of random uh, things that have stood out to me. Uh, starting out, the opening uh, home screen or whatever you want to call it, title screen, I think looks brilliant. It's like really beautiful. It's like this weird, uh, not weird, it's like a orange sunset uh, with the sky kind of scrolling. Very infinitely. warm colors. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I always, like every time I turn it on, I'm like, man, that looks really good. Um so I really like that. The other thing that I noticed, and one time it was just you playing and I looked over and I'm like, man, the floor tiles look really good in this game. They're detailed. Yeah, and some of them get like really uh, odd and like different colors and, and patterns. Uh, I don't know. It just It's a nice variety. It doesn't feel like it's super repetitive the whole time. You're not just stone 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 you're walking on i don't know i just yeah. really liked that um one thing i didn't like are when you have dialogue there's the dialogue box that comes up and there's the little avatar pictures of them in the corner whatever you want to call them yeah um and some of them just look bad they look like children's book uh well that's a dumb comparison but like like a really low quality like kids book yeah you can't um, put too much detail into them really well, this is the chance you get to put a little detail into them compared to the, the actual game sprite itself. Yeah. Um, like, Harry's in particular uh, looks just really derpy. And <laughs> uh, I always thought that because, like, his mouth's open and he's like, blah, and he kind of looks like a, like a Cabbage Patch kid or something. Um, and so I thought that, but I didn't really ever, like, 
say anything to you about it. And then I was watching like the one review I could find on YouTube of this, and the guy used it as the thumbnail for his video. Yeah, and like he I talked about one. it in the in the in the review. He's like, I don't like these, especially this Harry Potter face. It's always like haunted me, and he's like, so I'm going to make it like the thumbnail for this review because <laughs> it's just so haunting. Um, so that that was like the one negative thing I had visually with that. Uh, just didn't think that looked super great. Um, other than that, though, uh, everything else was fine. The user interface was not terrible. It was relatively easy to navigate. So um, after a little bit, you pretty much knew what was what. So um, but everything else w was fine with me. So yeah, uh, no. audio wise, Brian, what are your thoughts? I mean, the uh, the Game Boy Color itself was kind of closer to an NES more than anything definitely so the music is on par with like you know late nes game as far as like the amount of music channels they have to work with i i don't feel like they took full advantage of it uh like i'll be listening to the music and go like i can hear the different channels in it but I, I don't know. I don't think... I think they're very basic. I think they're very simple. Um, I heard much better music from much older Game Boy games. Fair enough. Um, it's not bad. It's just unremarkable more than anything else, I guess. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, obviously, none of this is based off uh, John Williams' score from the movies. Right. So it's all original to this game. Uh, totally, totally, I think it fits. Definitely, yeah. So I was gonna say I just, it doesn't stand out in any way, right? Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot of music in this game. Uh, even you know, before we started recording, I was scrolling through um, different music tracks from the game, and there's there's just a lot. So they did pump out quite a bit for this game. So I do appreciate that, and some of them I can tell that they're trying to. Not just make these little jingles that repeat after 30 seconds, right? But actually trying to create what we would probably call like a score where it's actually going somewhere, things come in, th things go out, and melodies maybe repeat from time to time in different songs, but in different ways. So it's not like rehashing, but just like different variations of a melody line or something. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm with you. I think at times it, it, it serves its purpose, and at times. It's just kind of, it's there. Uh, I know some of the people we read reviews or people talking about online, they would just turn the music yeah. down and yeah. listen to something Although else. Although the first review I think I looked at, or we looked at, um, he just gushed over the music. He did love it a lot. He, he would he he would not, like, he just said, like, oh, this is this is some of the best music I've ever heard. And I was like, ah, I'd already played, like, two, two and a half hours of the game, and I was like, I, I disagree, sir. I'm sorry. Um, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't hear it. I don't know. But for the quantity, I think the quality is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, so. they they put a lot of music in this game, so that's right, fair. That's fair. They could have taken a lot less music and used it for, like, oh, the whole time you're in Hogwarts, you hear the same song over mm -hmm. and over. Uh, but I feel like different areas you, have different music. And, yeah. So um, you, you cross a certain floor, it's the same song, but with like different instrumentation or something. right so um maybe if you get into the basement it changes again but a lot of hogwarts has the same song just played differently fair enough all right 
Brian, final thoughts. Uh, what are your, uh, how many thumbs? What do you think? What are your recommendations? I mean, I'm, play I was it? amused by it, uh, just by the fact that I didn't realize it was an RPG. Um, so instantly amused by it there. I stuck with it because of how close it was to the book and how some of the things I didn't know, were, you know, because I've seen the movie. The older a Harry Potter movie is, the more I've seen it because they're just they were everywhere for a time. So I've seen this one a number of times, and I was like, oh, I didn't know that this happened, or I didn't know this part about the story, or stuff like that. So that kept me going, but uh, about halfway through, I I did not have the will to continue on. Um, yeah, I, I it's I wouldn't even say that like, hey, does your kid like Pokemon? introduce them to this because this is like another entry level RPG. I feel like this itself is like if your kid's playing this and go, "Hey, you should play Pokémon." That that would have been like the step to take. Uh, I feel like this is like a step below Pokémon. It's very basic for an RPG. Um I don't know. I, I don't think it's I don't, I don't think it's awful. I give it uh a thumb. One thumb up, but you know, right. it's, it's all right. You know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I agree with mostly what you're saying. Uh, I, I was more surprised and like pleased with it than I thought I would be. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah. I, I think if you're a fan of the movies or the books, it's worth checking out. I, I would say it's worth going back to, uh, it may not hold you, your, your attention for the entire game. It is a bit longer. Like I mentioned, um, so you might, you know, drift away from it relatively quick, but even for a little while, just kind of enjoying the first little bit of it and, you know, maybe grinding a little bit and getting powerful and, and just kind of making your way through it. I don't know if you're a fan of the, you know, Harry Potter, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, if you like RPGs, um, maybe this has something unique, but I mean, if you're a big RPG guy, this might, like you said, it might feel a little too juvenile and like, yeah, there's not like a, a really impressive system here. Right. Um, you have your spells. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Um, um I, I, I feel like there's something that we don't understand about the game because the speedrunners are using some sort of strategy that is letting them deal triple digit damage uh, you know, at the very beginning of the game. So I don't know what they did other than use a game shark, but that's doubtful, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. One, one thumb up out of two, I would say one thumb up. Uh, but still I, I enjoyed my time with it and I think they did a lot of things right. And I appreciate how faithful to certain things they were and the little details they put into it. Um, so Yeah. Uh, one thumb up. Yeah. And now it's time for this week's song of the week. This week's song of the week, I picked a song from Pokemon Red. 
<laughs> no, I'm just no, that's not right. Um, no, this is the Victory Road song. Yes, Victory Road. No, I'm sorry. This is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This is the opening title track created by Mark Cooksey. Oh yeah, the beloved composer Mark Cooksey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Arranged uh, by, we might say. No. Arranged by Mark Cooksey. I said made by Mark Cooksey. Oh, okay. Like he probably made the track, but he didn't. Obviously, this is a John Williams track. Figured Harry Potter, John Williams. There's a connection in there somewhere. Sure. Even if none of his music's in the Harry Potter game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I figured for the song of the week, why not have a, uh, why not have a, a song that people might actually know, and so they could hear the Game Boy version of it. But I mean, it's pretty much got all of your, uh, all of the little nuances, more or less, from from the actual John Williams song. Yeah, I'm glad that it didn't just uh, do the repeat main. the dun 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 over actually, and over again. Yeah, they actually went into the other parts. Yeah, I agree. That's nice. Yeah, it's kind of a cool little thing. We'll have to check this game out sometime. See if it's I, any good. I would like to. It's probably terrible. Well, you know, not 80s. Lucasarts had their had their crap together in the 80s. You know. You think it's a platformer? Most likely. Most definitely. I mean, it, and if it's got any bit of Bionic Commando whip swinging in it, then I'm cool with it. That's true. That's true. That would be neat. Well, guys, if you would like to suggest a song for our song of the week, feel free to comment on the YouTube, uh, hit us up on Twitter at the Nintendo Village, or you can email me at Clay at the Nintendo Village. Stay tuned next week to see what song we play on Song of the Week. Well, guys, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much if you've stuck through to the very end. Guys, if you want, you can find more of our episodes on thenintendovillage.com, where we are also on the, the Nintendo Village blah, YouTube page as well. So if you want to watch gameplay as we're talking through each game, also watch our commercials, not our commercials, their commercials. Uh, you can also view those all there as well. If not, you can listen to us on iTunes. Uh, that's usually where I listen to my podcast. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Brian, thank you so much for uh, for your intellectual insight this week. Sure. It's a treasure as always. As always. As always. All right, guys. We will see you next week for another episode of Strictly Game Boy. Wingardium Leviosa. So. So.